Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash pro revenge, where a cheater's life gets destroyed. Hey everyone, r slash here. I have a special announcement that I'm going to put in my episodes for the next week or so. Spotify has just released a new feature called sponsorships, which allows listeners to directly support my content. Plus, if you sponsor my podcast, you'll unlock extra content. Sometimes YouTube demonetizes one of my videos, so I publish that video on my Patreon. Now that Spotify has sponsorships, I can publish those demonetized episodes here as well. So if you want to support me and my content, then you can sign up for sponsorships for just $4.99 a month, which will gain you access to bonus ad-free episodes. And the best thing about this is that Spotify doesn't take a cut, so your money will go straight to supporting me and my content. Our next Reddit post is from Flight Geek. So I'm a 19-year-old guy, and I had been together with my 18-year-old girlfriend for about a year, but we split up. We were in the same class during middle school and then high school. A two-year friendship eventually evolved into a relationship. You know how it is. We were happy together, at least so I thought, until December of 2019. I thought that everything was great between us this whole time. Although, recently, I noticed that she was becoming very distant. She would barely write to me or just write me dry text, etc. I asked her multiple times if everything was okay and I gave her some space. But this continued for the next few months. I was naturally very upset as I'd been through hell and back together with her. And she was going through depression and a really hard time at the end of 2020. It suddenly felt like all this time was wasted and worth nothing. I, as a naive high schooler, truly believed that she was the one. We matched perfectly together, and we spent about three months crying together at night when she was going through a really rough time. We had similar plans for the future, similar interests, and it seemed that we were meant for each other. My girlfriend, let's call her Caroline, was studying to become a lawyer, so she was mostly into humanity subjects. I, on the other hand, am studying biochem for medical school. She was required to attend at least one science subject to graduate. She always hated these subjects and just took them because they were necessary to graduate. She ended up picking chemistry because I was a natural, and I tutored 9th and 10th grade chemistry in my free time, and I always helped her with her assignments. After noticing Caroline starting to get distant and she never properly answered my questions regarding her behavior, I wanted to see how far it would go. For one week, I didn't invite her over, call her, text her first, and she called me three times. Twice to ask me about her assignment, and once telling me about how she felt insecure and bad. I'm not a dickhead. I helped her out with her school stuff and comforted her when she felt down. Me being the naive, love is perfect lovebird, I chalked it up to her feeling depressed again, but feeling embarrassed about it. I continued helping and comforting her for the next month, until nothing changed and she never opened up. I was honestly doubting everything by then. Is it me? What am I doing wrong? I knew something was up, but I didn't know what it was yet. One day she came over, and after she went to the kitchen to make herself something, I hear a notification from her phone. I'm usually not a snooper, but I had a quick look at her screen that lit up, and I wouldn't be able to read the message or know who it was anyway. It was a Discord notification, and I was very surprised because I knew for a fact that she didn't have it a month ago. So the next morning I did some snooping, and sure enough, I found a whole second Instagram account of hers where she branded herself to be an aesthetic gamer girl. She had never told me anything about this, and I couldn't find any of her friends following her on that account either. So I texted her on a fake account, and we talked for a bit until she became flirty. I couldn't believe that she would do this to me. After the sadness came anger. I wanted to know how far she would take this. 
I found it hard to believe that she would just casually flirt with guys like this. After setting up my first recon mission, I asked her more questions until I found out about her boyfriend who wasn't me. At that point, I had a huge emotional breakdown and I later found out from her story that she'd been sleeping with this guy for over a month now. At this point, I started hatching my revenge plan. I knew that I wouldn't let her off the hook this easily. I spent two weeks pulling all-nighters making sure that I had all my work done until the end of the year. I spent all of my remaining time creating fake chemistry textbook pages so I could make my pro-revenge more believable. All the information on these pages was wrong. I knew that I had to give her a taste of her own medicine and betray her like she had me. For the final two months of the school year, I fed her all this fake information and made sure that she got all of her assignments wrong. I knew that she wouldn't be able to tell anyone that she was copying off of me because our high school had a very, very strict rule for plagiarism. If you cheated just three times, you would get expelled. So after letting the pot stew for those two painful, awful months, I finally reached the final phase of my plan. Our teacher taught an outrageous number of classes, so she always graded our assignments late, typically by two to three months. I knew that I could use this fact to my advantage. After Caroline submitted her final assignments that were worth a huge percentage of our final graduation grade, I told her that I knew all about her cheating that had been going on for the entire three months now. I told her how she had hurt me and how I made sure that it would come back to haunt her. She brushed me off and acted like I was a villain because she was only friends with that guy. I told her that something was going to happen to her, but I never told her what it was, and trust me, she never saw it coming. One week later, the end-of-year results rolled around, and I was over the moon because I passed with flying colors. Caroline, on the other hand, not so much. All of her assignments in the fourth quarter of the semester came back as a failure, so she called me crying for help. She told me that she wouldn't be able to graduate if she wouldn't receive at least a passing grade for this year. She told me our teacher gave her a final chance after telling her how disappointed she was. Caroline has two more months at school with extra one-on-one -on -one online lessons with our saint teacher. Honestly, props go to Caroline. To be honest, I felt really bad for Caroline and her situation, knowing very well that if she didn't work her butt off in those two months in a subject that she hated, she would have to repeat the last year without someone constantly helping her with chemistry. My compassion quickly vanished and I told her that I would help her, but only if she apologized and paid me my regular tutoring fees. Caroline went full on ballistic after that and screamed at me. How could I do this to her? I just hung up and she called me a few seconds afterwards, apologizing and agreeing to pay me for my help. She now has two months of intense memorization with her ex if she wants to graduate. Our next Reddit post is from Carl the Well Endowed. This is my dad's revenge, not mine, and it happened last summer. My parents live on a lake just outside of town. Their property extends to both sides of the road, and their mailbox is on the opposite side of the lake in the house. Over the four years that they've lived on that property, a black SUV has knocked down their mailbox six times. They catch the vehicle on the security camera at the gate, but they get no identifying info. My dad would report it every time, but not much could be done. It was knocked over by a drunk driver once as well, but the driver crashed a bit further down the road, so that was the only time that my dad got reimbursed for the damage. Well, after the seventh time that it was knocked down, my dad had enough. The land on the opposite side of the road dropped off steeply immediately after the shoulder. So my dad contracted some guys to build out a small gravel pad, 15 feet long and 3 feet deep or so. That way he could set his mailbox back from the road. 
My dad told me that if someone tried to knock it down, they would regret it. Well, about four months after the work was complete, my parents were awoken to a loud crash in the middle of the night. They called the police and went out to investigate. They found the black SUV off the road, having crashed into a very large tree. The driver was taken to the hospital and was charged with a DUI from the crash, as well as possession of drugs they found in the vehicle. By building out the gravel pad and moving the mailbox back just a few feet, it still appeared that the mailbox was on the shoulder and still seemed like an easy target. In reality, those three feet made all the difference. Because the pad was so short, the vandal left the roadway before the pad started, and when the right side of his vehicle went off the shoulder, his car went veering down the steep incline. The dude was pretty badly injured, and I know that my dad felt bad about this. I think that his trap turned out to be much more effective than what he had in mind. My dad isn't the kind of person to intentionally injure someone, so I'm sure that he was hoping to just cause damage to a vehicle and teach a lesson that way. OP, your dad for sure shouldn't feel bad. If this guy is driving around under the influence of drugs and alcohol, then he has no business being on the road. If anything, your dad did the community a huge favor. And down in the comments, we have this story from Pokey. So, mailbox story time. This happened back in 1982 for the record. So, my folks moved to a very rural area on a gravel road. No one had previously lived here, so it was a battle just getting mail delivery in the first place. My dad was extremely careful in the placement of our mailbox, and he made absolutely certain that the mailbox was the right height, placement from the road, etc. to avoid annoying our local postmaster more than we already had. The man who drove the road grader was also annoyed, as he now had a new driveway to accommodate. We suspect that's why he had it out for our mailbox. After that road grader had demolished three of our mailboxes, our dad got pissed. Previously, he had used the most basic design, just a post in the ground with a box on top. Now, he was motivated. Dad got a hold of a 9 foot long section of metal pipe. It was 4 inches in diameter, and its walls were 3 quarters of an inch thick. I have no idea what it was originally intended for, but I sure know how my dad used it. He dug a hole 5.5 feet deep. He welded an upside down tripod shape, think like an open umbrella, to the bottom of the pole and dropped it into the 6 foot wide hole. He then dropped some huge rocks on top of the tripod shape to hold it in place. The empty spaces around the huge rocks were filled in with gravel, and then he dumped sand in to fill in the air gaps. Then, he filled the rest of the hole in with dirt and mounted the mailbox on top of this indestructible metal pole. Three days after Dad installed the new mailbox, we heard the road grader coming down the road. Our house is a quarter mile down the road, but we heard that loud clang from inside our house. We also heard the cursing and swearing. Three weeks later, we received a bill from the town for a bent grader blade. Here's where the story becomes pro-revenge instead of petty revenge. Remember when I mentioned that the local postmaster was annoyed with us over our battle to get mail delivery? Well, my mom had made a point of each time we reinstalled the mailbox, she took the photographs down to the post office and having the local postmaster sign off approval of the height, placement, etc. She'd done the exact same thing with my dad's super post, and she had documented signed approval of the mailbox dated the day before the road grader had bent his blade trying to demolish the box. My mom submitted copies to the post office of the invoice for the damaged road grader and the letter stating that the damage was our fault because our mailbox was incorrectly placed. She also submitted to the town copies of the official post office approval of our mailbox. 
our jerk of a postmaster was also quite prideful, and he became furious that his authority was being called into question by some podunk township. As far as he was concerned, the town wasn't questioning my parents, they were stating that his judgment was wrong. I don't know what went down between the postmaster and the town, but we received a second letter from the post office reiterating their approval of our mailbox. We also got a formal apology from the town and a notice that the road grader's contract had been terminated because he had told the town that his equipment had been damaged because our box was too close to the road. And the notice from the post office determined that that was a lie. For the record, the mailbox that my dad installed nearly 40 years ago is still standing. We've replaced the box on top of it many times. The post, however, has now wrecked two cars, a truck, and a road grader. I feel like sometimes people forget that the U.S. Postal Service is a federal entity with the full weight of the federal government backing it. So when a U.S. Postmaster signs a document, then yeah, that document has some serious authority behind it. And in a conflict between a United States federal agency and a podunk town, I know what I'm betting on. Our next Reddit post is from To See You Low. I'm a 23-year-old girl and I have a twin brother. My twin brother is so mean. He's constantly doing messed up stuff to me, but the worst thing happened five years ago. I got my first boyfriend when I was 18 and a senior in high school. I know that we were young, but I really, really, really loved him. We'd been dating for 10 months when my brother randomly decided, for literally no reason at all, to make up a story about how he caught me cheating and tell it to my boyfriend. He planned it all out. He came up with details. He made it sound real. And because he's such a scarily good liar and a master manipulator, my boyfriend believed him. No matter what I said or did to prove that it wasn't true, he believed my brother over me. My brother kept up with his act the entire time and refused to admit that he was lying. At one point, I thought that I'd finally gotten my boyfriend to believe me, but then he broke up with me a few months later and confessed that it was because he was still convinced that I cheated on him and he couldn't move past it. He said, the worst part is that you won't just tell me the truth. And not to sound dramatic, but that still haunts me. I want to cry every time that I think about it. And I still miss him to this day. Also, I think it's important to note that my brother has never once apologized. He's so insanely mean that he just thinks that it's funny. I even asked him one time if he considered hitting up my ex and telling him the truth just for my peace of mind, and he laughed at me. I never got over what my brother did, and I always told myself that I was going to do the exact same thing to him one day. He dated several girls since high school, but he'd never been serious enough about any of them for me to consider tricking them. I knew that it wouldn't hurt him like he hurt me if I just tricked one of his flings or something. But he finally got his first serious girlfriend last year, and after thinking about it for a long time, I decided that I was going to do it. We live in different places now, so I had to do it all online. I used a different method than he did. I contacted his girlfriend, pretending to be the girl that he'd been cheating with. I made up an elaborate, detailed story like he did to me, and I even photoshopped proof. I made my story even more believable than he made his. And exactly like he did to me, I even denied it with him because I knew that he might use my texts or calls to prove to his girlfriend that I was lying. He knew that I was behind it, though. Solely because the girl I made up doesn't exist, and there's no one else that would do this, but I kept denying it. His girlfriend wholeheartedly believed me, 
And my brother kept calling and texting me, begging me to give it up, even though I still wouldn't admit that it was me. He tried manipulating me, arguing that it was different because I was younger when he did it to me and my relationship wasn't serious. But my relationship was serious. And like I said, I still miss my ex. My brother really, really messed me up. I have empathy though, he doesn't. And I was just starting to feel bad for his girlfriend because she's innocent. I was kind of regretting everything and thinking that maybe I should tell his girlfriend the truth, for her sake, not his. But then his girlfriend asked me a question which led to her admitting that she's been suspicious of him for a long time. So I pried a little bit and encouraged her to look through his phone. She told me that she couldn't because she didn't know the passcode and he wouldn't give her access to it. I guessed a few passcodes that I thought that it could be and I gave them to her under the guise of I saw it once but I wasn't sure if it was accurate. That was kind of dumb but I couldn't think of anything else to say and she didn't question it. She got access to his phone because it ended up being the same one that he had since 2012 when our dad got his iPhones and made us use the same passcodes. Anyway, lo and behold, it turns out that my brother actually cheated on her and my setup was the reason that she found out. He'd been talking to and hooking up with multiple girls for pretty much the entirety of their relationship. I'm not surprised because he's a terrible person and cheating seems right up his alley. But I'm shocked at the same time. I literally can't believe that things worked out this perfectly. It feels like a dream or something. The universe loves me. I hate to revel in his girlfriend's misery, but I was feeling guilty about her being collateral damage, so I feel like this is the best possible outcome. My lie ended up being the truth. Well, not exactly, but you know what I mean. So I didn't scar his girlfriend to leave her with permanent damage for no reason. All my interference did was speed up the process of the truth coming to light. In fact, my brother may have been able to hide his cheating forever if not for me. He probably would have just manipulated his girlfriend or refused to give her phone access forever. She hasn't broken up with him, and I'm honestly not sure if she will. I don't know how relevant this is, but it shows just how manipulative he is. He screws people over all the time, but somehow he always gets his way anyway. It's honestly infuriating and scary. Anyway, I'm still not going to admit to my brother that I'm behind it all because there's no point. That would just get me in deeper trouble. I got a comment on my original post that said, Deny till you die, baby, and that's exactly what I'm planning on doing, lol. OP, you always hear in movies and TV shows that someone has an evil twin, but in your case, yeah, you actually do have an evil twin. Also, I have read a lot of stories about cheaters on Reddit. Actually, I number my episodes. What number is this? Number 883. So anyways, after reading dozens and dozens of cheating stories on Reddit, there's one thing that they almost always have in common. And that one commonality is the cheater always tries to hide their phone. So if your partner won't give you their phone password, then you should consider that a major red flag. I know my wife's phone password and she knows mine, and unlike these other people, I actually have a real reason to not give people my phone password. That's because I have the YouTube app on my phone and my business is on YouTube. So if someone had access to my phone, they could go into the back end and like delete videos or make terrible comments that don't represent me or whatever. Just totally wreck my channel. But still, I trust my wife enough that I'm still giving her the password because I know that she won't destroy my business like that. 
So if I'm willing to share my password, even though I have a very legitimate reason to not, then what's your partner's excuse? That was our slash pro revenge. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.